this episode, How Clients by co-author Tom McMakin argues that narrowcasting is more appropriate for professional services than the broadcasting model embedded in marketing automation. Tom, marketing automation is a pretty hot topic with chief marketing officers today. Um, you take a bit of a contrarian point of view on this. Um, what is marketing automation and, and what's your take on it? Yeah, I'm going to start with my take. My, I'm not a fan. Uh, marketing automation is the mechanization of certain processes that we do as marketers to reach out to the world. So if you're going to batch emails out, that would be the case. But in, in professional services in particular, um, there's, a, there's a sort of set of products out there that uh, embody an approach to sort of business development in their software. And we call that marketing automation. And generally the thought is that you develop content, white papers on a subject, you push that out to the world, and then you note who downloads it, and, uh, and, uh, and then you send them more content over time, um, and then the promise is that there's inbound marketing. Having downloaded three of your white papers, they give you a call and say, my goodness, I need your help, you're smart. Oftentimes they don't and we're left with a list of people that we need to call. I'm not a fan because I think embedded in that approach is what I would call a broadcast approach, which is that we need to reach millions of people in order to squeeze just a drop of juice I'm not a fan also because the, the, the content maw is so big in the beginning. We've got to develop content in order to sort of push it out. If I write one compelling white paper a year, I feel pretty good about myself. The idea of, of, of developing a compelling white paper once a month uh, seems, seems daunting. And so you talk about the need to narrowcast rather than broadcast. Uh, can you tell us what you mean by this? Yeah, so you know there's an old saw, and the old saw is like, who was the first person to fly across the Atlantic? And the first person to fly across the, across the Atlantic was Charles Lindbergh. And so then the question goes, who's the second person to fly across the Atlantic? We don't know. The second person to fly across the Atlantic was Bert Henkler. So who's the third person to fly across the Atlantic? We don't know. I don't know who the third person is, but who's the first woman to fly across the Atlantic? Well, it's Amelia Earhart. Okay, so here's the rub. Amelia Earhart was the third person to fly across the Atlantic. And so what's the lesson embodied in that? I think the lesson embodied in that is first is best. Charles Lindbergh is best. We, we remember Charles Lindbergh. He owns that niche called that flying across the Atlantic. And if you can't be Charles Lindbergh, don't be Bert Hinkler. But if you can't be Charles Lindbergh, you can be Amelia Earhart. You can, you can break off a subset and create a new category and be number one. So in professional services, it's way better to be the largest full service accounting firm serving Austin, Texas than it is to be the 101st largest accounting firm serving North America. I, I had a friend that uh, runs marketing for a large uh, accounting firm, and she said, you know, the thing I always tell my consultants is to shrink the pond, that this is not, we're not selling a gazillion widgets across the globe at pennies margin for every sale. We're, uh, we're selling to a few number of people. Uh, Doug and I had a chance to interview Dominic Barton, who is the global managing uh, partner for McKinsey, the CEO of McKinsey globally, he said, you know, I don't, I'm not exactly sure what the right number is, but I think it's 500. I think there are 500 people in this world that are my audience, that those are the people, that is the conversation that I am 
trying to sort of cultivate. And those are my potential customers, 500. Some people have said it's 200. Some people have said it's 1,000, but it's not 10 million. And so the notion that you need to spam people constantly in order to use the law, the law of large numbers to get a 2% response on your inbound marketing is a fallacy. Because when you spam people, you churn and burn, you use up that relationship. I've worked for a large accounting firm that was focused on doing taxes for large companies. And they were focused on the Fortune 250. That means there were exactly 250 women and men in this world that were their market. And they wanted to be in conversation with those people forever. Not by sending them emails, but by sitting down and having dinner with them, sitting with them in conferences, having a conversation about what their concerns were. 